1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume.
2: What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Golo Podcast Reacting to the PGA Championship, Kepka wins number five. Michael Block, the teaching pro, finishes top 15, hole-in-one on Sunday. Uh, what a weekend for Rochester, New York. Josh Allen, Vaughn Miller, heavily involved, and uh, just an awesome four days of golf. So I watched it all. Going to react to, uh, obviously, the two biggest stories, Block and Kepka. And then hit on a couple other things. Nice week for Liv, some of their guys. Obviously, Kepka one. Cam Smith, Bryson. Uh, pretty good week for sure. And Rory McIlroy. We'll dive into it all. So here's the plan. I'm going to go golf podcast. We will go football podcast come Tuesday. Probably another go, uh, go low on Wednesday. And then probably take some time off from World Day weekend and, and come back next week. So that's the plan earlier this week. So, if you want to get in the golf podcast mailbag, go to atgolopod, atgolopod, or answer your questions. You want to get in the three and out mailbag, just go to at John Middlecoff, which is just my name. That mailbag, we will have a big one come out on Tuesday's podcast. So, a lot of content for you. We got holiday weekend right around the corner. Sun's out, guns out, probably headed to the lake, headed to the ocean, headed somewhere by the pool, Uh, as you should be. So let's enjoy it. Summer's right around the corner. Keep rocking and rolling. Anything else, thevolume.com. Get your Go Low hat on. Go Low trucker hats. I got mine on right now. Just go to thevolume.com. Search merch right there. Other than that, I, I think it covers it for the time being. But first, do you want to go to a golf tournament? Do you want to go to a sporting event, concert, comedy show? Well, the official ticketing app of this show the go low podcast is game time. Go to your smartphone, download the game time app. Just type in your app store, type in game time, download it, search tickets, whatever you want. And when you buy a pair of tickets for you, your girlfriend, your son, your wife, your brother, your friend, whatever, use the promo code. Go low. G O L O W G O L O W. And go to an event, do it on me. $20 off. Thanks for using that promo code, everybody. Keep hammering it. Can't thank you guys enough. Game Time loves it. Download the Game Time app. Promo code Go Low, and go check yourself out a sporting event, comedy show, or a concert. Get some live music in. Okay, that was a uh, that was a fantastic PGA Championship from start to finish, all week long. The ups and the downs of the weather to a Sunday that was pretty majestic. <laughs> Not trying to get my gym Nance on here. And be uh, too hyperbolic. But that Michael Block shot, uh, I think I got to start with him. Then we'll get into Kepka, And then we'll hit on a couple other things that, you know, I thought really happened this week. But I think the unique part about the sport of golf, and I I tell this to anyone that I talk to, uh, I try to talk about this to those of you that listen, is listen, football is the biggest sport in this country by a wide margin. I love the sport of football, just like many of you do. Uh, it literally pays my bills. I've dedicated a large percentage of my life to it. But like most people probably listening, I have not played the game past high school. And there is a small percentage of people that do. And then there is less a small percentage of people past college that are able to play the game professionally. But that is not the case with golf. And unlike basketball, I used to love playing pickup hoops in my 20s. I'm 37 years old. (laughs) I I can't afford to tear, tear an Achilles to tear a knee. Hell, I don't even ski anymore because I don't want to get injured. I don't even have children yet. The one thing about the sport of golf is it's probably the one sport slash activity you literally can do until you die. It's why any of you guys that play golf regularly, and whether you are a member at a country club or a member at a local muni, and you go out there during the week or the weekend, you will see everyone from a five-year-old to someone that's 75, 80 years old. It's the special part about the sport. I remember being a kid. My dad loved tennis. But by the time I was like 10 years old, you know, he was 50. He, he, he didn't play anymore. Like most activities, sports beside the main ones, basketball, football and baseball that most of us stop playing really at the longest in our 20s. You, you can't do as you get older. And that's the one special part about this sport. And I've loved it from a very young age because I started playing it young. And I'm, you know, quote unquote, addicted to the game. I have a passion for the game and not even just me playing it, talking about it, watching it, discussing it with other people, because I think it's so unique to all the other sports. And if you're a member at a club or you play consistently at a course, you know, a guy there that's probably really good. I have played with players that have played in the U.S. Open. Or played in PGA Tour events, and I can play them straight up. Obviously, they got to give me uh, strokes, but like you literally can play against them. I ran into Larry Fitzgerald. I didn't talk to him or anything, but I was having breakfast last week, and Larry Fitzgerald was there. He's a big dude. And I was thinking, like, I was thinking about today watching Michael Block and Kepka, you know, separated by a couple holes, right? And getting similar celebrations down the stretch is. I couldn't have gone up to Larry Fitzgerald and be like, hey, let's take a little Billy over there in the corner booth. Give him a football. I'll play linebacker or DB. You just play your position and let me see if I can cover you. But you got to give me a couple. You got to give me a couple steps, right? You you can't do that. I can't play JJ Watt one-on-one. I I can. There's no point in playing an NBA player one-on-one basketball. It's not the way it works. But in golf, I could run into Tony Finau or John Rahm or anyone that lives in Scottsdale, and I can play them. They have to give me whatever said strokes are in my handicap, and I can play them at the courses in which they play. Now, some of them clearly private courses I I or you would not have access to, but we can go to TPC Scottsdale. I, I, I can pay $550 and play Pebble Beach. I can't go play a pickup football game at Lambeau Field right? Or SoFi Stadium. That's not possible. And on top of that, no one does it. It's really what makes the game of golf so cool. So when you see Michael Block, a PGA teaching professional, having the success he had, he destroyed our entire Ryder Cup team. Morikawa, Finau, Xander, JT, Spieth. He fucking drubbed them. Now, this is a guy who is not some random golfer. He's not me or you. He's not some three handicaps, some seven handicaps, some 10 handicaps. He has played in majors consistently, several majors. He's been in a couple of PGAs. He's played in U.S. Opens. He's a high-end golfer. He still teaches golf to help pay the bills. He's just kind of a working man, right? His profession happens to be golf. And I saw someone tweeted out during the weekend that his average score, his senior year in college, which was, you know, in the late mid-90s, was 77. Now, that's the other thing about golf. You can improve as you age. In most sports, like we listed before, you get worse as you get older. It's what, to me, makes the game so special. It's not like anything else. So do way more people watch football? Of course. Is football more important to me financially and just in terms of being able to reach people? 100%. But my relationship with golf is because of guys like Michael Block. That that just doesn't I was glued. So were probably you. And to go 70, 70, 70, 71. And it's one thing to just have a remarkable week. It's another thing over the weekend to play with Justin Rose, who is easily one of the best players over the last 15 years. And Rory McElroy, you know, is probably a top two or three player over that period of time. And shoot a combined one over par. Just, just an incredible accomplishment. To watch the guy having so much fun, it felt like you knew him. Even though none of us probably do know him. But we all know a Michael Block. And maybe not even a Michael Block who's that good. But it felt like, yeah, that's our neighbor. That's a guy that I've played golf with several times. Because the other thing in the sport of golf, whether you're playing with Tony Finau, Michael Block, or your buddy, you play for 10 20 bucks. You go after the round, go to the bar, get some appetizers and slam a couple beers and bullshit usually about sports. And that's what it felt like he represented today. It felt like he represented all of us that love golf, that love watching golf, that know we're never going to sniff any meaningful tournament, let alone a major championship. And, And it felt like he knew it. And that's what I thought was so cool about it. It's another thing to know it and having this responsibility and this pressure. It's another thing to kick ass and take names. The dude had a hole in one. When he said, I I, I have a pet peeve. I have several pet peeves, but one of them, I, I hate living the dream. Because I think most people that say it, like they're kind of miserable inside. It's such a bullshit saying. It's your classic saying that like, no, you're not living the dream. You would rather be doing something else. But he said it several times. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of believe him. Because he even acknowledged yesterday on Saturday that it's probably never going to get any better than this. This there's a decent chance in the golf in my golfing life this is the best weekend of my life. And he's probably right. And then to get up and down on 18 to qualify for next year's PGA Championship, uh, as Jim Nance said, I mean, it's he, a whole one today. He's exchanging scorecards with Rory McIlroy and Jim Nance is on the mic. Like you can't make that up on a Sunday in a major where the major the winning score is going to be single digits under par. So it wasn't some just like, you know, some run-of-the-mill major. I mean, this was a very, very difficult test. And he kicked the crap out of the majority of the guys that are going to be in the Ryder Cup on our squad. Besides Scotty and uh, Brooks Kepka. I mean, he drubbed them all. So Michael Block, one of the coolest stories. I'm not even trying to overreact that I can remember. No, I'm like superstar player. Before we dive into what's next, do you know that Angie's list is now Angie, your home for everything home? And as someone who is currently house shopping and who has bought property before you walk in, you go, well, I need to fix the kitchen. I need to want to improve this bathroom. I want to fix some stuff in the backyard. And then you go, well, I don't do this for a living. Where do I even start? Who do I even contact? That's where Angie has 20 years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process. Over 220,000 pros in their network. They can help you get the best price for your product, they have new projects that are priced upfront and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in your area. The pros in your network are locally based. In just a few taps in the Angie app or click on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project from start to finish. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So, buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And speaking of superstar player, what is not debatable now moving forward, and as majors go, if he's healthy, like you just have to consider him now, Rom, Scotty, Brooks, Rory. Like, there are just some names at the top of the betting card. And I was off the scent this week. I'm like, I don't know, man. But when Brooks Kepka is healthy, besides Scotty Scheffler, there is no American who's in his breath. When all the chips are on the table, and it's the reason we watch sports, right? It's the reason why so many of us with our buddies or while we're watching games make fun of guys like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott or James Harden. Or that watch golf that don't like Patrick Cantlay. I don't care how much money those guys make. James Harden's going to make $400, $450 million playing basketball. He's never going to win a game that means anything to any of us. Cousins and Dak are going to combine, make hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're going to get beat every single year in the playoffs. And listen, there's nothing. They're remarkable careers. They're super rich. But like we watch sports. What do you do in the playoffs? Right, It's why we hold the Michael Jordans. Just watch that movie. Fantastic. Tom Brady's, Patrick Mahomes. You know, what Jokic is doing right now. The Curry's, the LeBron's, all the great players of my lifetime. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, to such high regards. Lewis Hamilton, you name the sport. Because we judge you when the lights are the brightest. When all the chips are in the middle of the table. How do you react? And the one cool part about sports is... There are clear lines of delineation, certain games, certain tournaments, certain whatever your the sport is matter more than others, right? In basketball, the NBA playoffs matter dramatically more than a random game in January. I say it all the time in baseball. There is not one game that happened Sunday, May 21st that matters at all. It, it doesn't. Yet, in the middle of October, in Game 5, on the road for a pitcher, like that game could help define his career. Madison Bumgardner just got paid $35 million within the last month to leave the Diamondbacks. They DFA'd him. Yet, where I come from in Northern California, that guy will be a lifetime legend. Because he came out of the bullpen in Game 7 of the World Series, on the road, he's a starting pitcher, and shoved like six innings and carried the Giants to their third championship in five years. So I don't care how crappy and how derailed his career got after that moment. I will judge him on what he did when everyone was watching, when it mattered the most. And in golf, four times a year matter dramatically more. There is a gap. I don't know how wide it is. It feels like it's never been wider. That the four majors compared, you can give me the elevated events. And listen, they're cool. I like watching them. And they're playing for a lot of money and it's 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 fun to consume and gamble on and i watch them but in terms of the importance of winning one of those tournaments and winning the other four tournaments throughout the year the masters this the us open and the and the british open as i call it i know the the guys across the pond call it the open championship it's not even close i don't care how much cash they give to win the fedex championship what kepka does in these tournaments is absolutely incredible because we thought like he was derailed because he was injured. Remember, he couldn't bend over. And then you watch full swing; he was kind of being like, "I don't know, I'm, my my body might be shot. I, I might not have it anymore." He said that, not us. And then this year, he's healthy to come back and to be right in position to win the Masters. And you know, kind of listen. He had a he had a rough day. He had a rough day, but it's not like he finished thirtieth. What he finished top four. And then to come into this tournament and go 66, 66, 67, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you know the leaderboard won't reflect it. he was in complete control. He was in complete control. And uh, he had some moments today where it thought like Hovlin could, you know, at least tie him, but he never did, because that fucking guy makes more clutch par putts. Listen, he makes birdies. He, he makes, you know, huge shots when it has to happen, swing times, but no guy in the modern era, makes more 8- to 12-foot par putts on Saturday and Sunday in major championships. And this guy has now entered you know legendary status. He's past speed. He's passed Rory with his fifth major. To me, it's not about the five majors. I'm going, when does he get six? Because now at LACC, when we talk about the favorites, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory, those guys have been the clear favorites the last several tournaments. This guy has to be mentioned there. The, the the odds have not reflected it. And I don't even know if they will reflect it at LACC, but they better. Because there is no way, like his odds should be better than Rory McIlroy going into LACC. His odds should be every bit as good as Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm going into LACC. And if they're not, we're all morons for not betting it. Because you watch him today and you watch him at the Masters for eight rounds this year. And I don't know if Zach Johnson's going to pick him to go on the Ryder Cup team. Um, listen, it's his prerogative. You know, the OWGR points and the and the the way they do it, he he's not gonna be an automatic pick. But th- besides Scotty Scheffler, he's better than them all. It's just a fact. You know, week in, week out, when it matters at these big tournaments, J- JT, Spieth, Morikawa, Xander, Tony, they're not Brooks Kepka. Like he's got I-, I looked it up before I hopped on 13 top tens in majors, five top fives. And obviously the five wins. This guy comes through when it matters the most. And it's all we want out of our athletes. It, it literally is to just get it done when the lights are the brightest. Because listen, this tournament might not pay out as, some as as well as some of these other elevated events, but it creates your career at a higher level by winning this thing. Like Wyndham Clark would easily hand in his win of a couple weeks ago for this championship. So would every single player this year non-John Rom at the Masters, including Scotty Scheffler at the Players. So Brooks Kepka feels like he's back. I mean, this, this was a big loss for the PGA Tour. There's no way around it because if he's going to be healthy, you know, DJ was a little bit older, you know, had been playing at a higher level for a lot longer. Bryson was much more of a uh, very fickle product. This guy was, now, you could argue he didn't care that much about the random tournaments, though he would, you know, win the waste. He would win events. But just not having this guy around kind of sucks. And honestly, not having the top, the high end of Liv had a good week. You know, having Bryson, which has gone through more body changes than anyone I remember in like a three-year span. But it was fun watching him play well. Cam Smith, at one point in time, you looked up today and felt like, God, could he finish top five? What did he end up finishing? He, he was awesome today. Cam Smith. We shot 500 today, finished top 10. So you got Cam Smith, Bryson Brooks. You know, I, I think everyone misses DJ. I mean, those, those were the guys, right? Phil's just a name at this point. Who's going to play well, you know, at Augusta. But that was the crew of guys that live lifted from the PGA Tour that hurt. There's just, there's just no way around it. All the Sergios and the Ian Poulters and the Lee Westwoods, whatever. But that group of players were just big time, major winning, box office level talents. And Kepka, when it comes to the majors, even more than DJ. I mean, DJ is more accomplished given that he's been winning longer. I mean, he's older. But Brooks is just the better player uh, at the majors. Not really disputable. And today was, you know, an incredible accomplishment by him winning his fifth major. But I also think it speaks to, like, when's he going to join Phil, Lee Trevino, and Nick Faldo at number six? Because I'll be honest, if he stays healthy, like, that's the only thing that can derail him. Because if he's healthy, how does he not win another major? Honestly, I think like he's every bit the favorite. You know, I like John Rahm a lot at LACC. Uh, I, I think Kepka's got to be right there. If Kepka's not seven, eight to one, if you can get him twelve, thirteen, fourteen to one, I think you hammer at LACC because holy moly, can this guy play when it matters? Another guy that can really play is Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> I mean, yesterday kind of imploded. You just thought like, oh, maybe not his week. You know, he'll finish like twelfth or tenth or seventh or. You know, 15th. What did he do today? Shot 65. He ties for the low round of, really, the weekend. And was just awesome. Like I said, there are two Americans right now in these big tournaments that have separated themselves from the pack of awesome players. I mean, multi-millionaire, winners, guys that have won majors. But Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepker are at a different level. And he saw it today. I mean, they shot uh, combined five, eight under par. Now, it was a little different. Scotty got to come from behind and just let it fly. But so did Rory. And I got to give Rory credit because early on in this tournament, it felt like he could get derailed. It felt like he could get derailed. I thought he battled. Like, I know Kepka can battle. I know Scheffler can battle. Hell, I know Hovland can battle. Sometimes with Rory, it feels like when he's rolling, it's like a football team. When I got like a 14-point lead, I'm going to win the game every time. But some of those teams, you know, that are like can come from behind, all those Patriot Brady teams, they could be down seven going into the fourth quarter, and you felt pretty good about them. The Chiefs are a lot like that now. They have a lot of mental toughness, a lot of mental fortitude. Uh, you know, a little adversity does not derail them. Felt for a long time, adversity can just derail Rory. And I do think these last two years, he at, at no point this week could he have won this tournament, but he definitely could have mailed it in. And as a guy that mailed it in after the Masters, felt like he showed a lot of signs of life. I mean, he finished T seven. But after kind of a really rough Thursday, 69, 69, 69, especially in the weather, like when I think Rory McElroy, I don't think a guy grinding away in the wind, and the cold. And he did. So I, I I thought today was a pretty positive looking forward for Rory the rest of this season, you know, something to build on. And it would be awesome to see him right there with a ROM, Scotty or Kepka. Like, seriously, not not like playing three or four groups ahead on Saturday and Sunday, but like in the final group with one of those guys at LACC at the open. And uh, I-, I hope we get that because I, I thought this weekend was awesome. I-, I really did. The course, the course shine. And people often ask like, what is the PGA championship? Right. I thought this week was the PGA championship. Kind of has a U.S. open feel to it. You can say like, why don't they mix it up and play courses we've never seen before? Or why don't they just play really freaking hard courses? It was very enjoyable to watch them play a course where at any moment, even kepka got a two shot lead, he could make a bogey. Like sometimes when they play some of these courses, especially in the majors, I mean, it doesn't really happen at the masters, right? If you got a two shot lead on the back nine, it's gonna be hard for you to make a couple bogeys because there are several birdies, you know, coming down the pike. And today it's like, yeah, you could make a birdie coming down the stretch if you hit the fairway. But if I miss the fairway, I've hit it in a bunker. I mean, look at Victor Hofflin on 16. He did the same thing Corey Connors did on Saturday. And it was hard to watch. And you felt like Victor Hovland's entire body fall out, you know, his, his his heart fall into his stomach. You felt for him. But it's like that that's playing in a major championship. The the line of, you know, being the being there, at forcing Brooks to go to extra holes and being tied for second with Scottie Scheffler is that. It's the difference of five yards, being in the fairway or being in a shitty spot in a bunker that has a high lip. And uh, I, I thought the course was awesome. I really did. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people said, "Like, don't get your hopes up. It's kind of bland." I really enjoyed that type of golf. We don't get it that much anymore. We get so many birdie fest. We get so many places where you can spray it everywhere, and the rough isn't that penal. Uh, I enjoy long rough. I enjoy watching. Like, if you miss the fairway, you have to chip it out, and there's some luck involved with how it falls. Well, so be it. It's golf. I mean, a huge element of golf is luck and things out of your control. Just because you hit a beautiful shot. Sometimes you might miss it by five yards and it bounces the wrong way. And you're in the bunker. You know, I, I never like where these guys, when they bitch and moan about saying, I don't get rewarded for a good shot. Like who says you have to get rewarded? Where's that in the rule book, especially at the highest level. I mean, us random midweek hacks. that are just trying to break 80 or trying to break 90. Like we don't get rewarded. Why? Why should you, this is you're an entertainment product. And I, I thought this weekend was very, very entertaining. And last but not least, I the guy feels and it's this guy now feels more inevitable given the way he's playing than even like my guy Xander and Tony, which I'm not going to gamble on moving forward for a while. Uh, Victor Hovland is just a better player than basically a lot of our top American guys. Uh, now this is three straight majors with him. Final group at the Open, uh, T four at the Masters, and T two today at the at the PGA. I, I think you got to hammer him for these last two majors. He showed a lot of metal today. I love his demeanor. He doesn't ever look like he's freaked out. I mean, really, the difference of him today was double bogey on 16. It's not like, well, you know, he ended up losing this tournament. No, he shot 68. If you shoot 68 on a Sunday in the final group at a major that is playing this difficult, you got a pretty good chance. Just happens that Brook shot 66. Obviously, Hovland was one down coming in today, but I thought he was awesome. I mean, he's a ball striking Jesse. His chipping is vastly improved. I mean, that was another thing that me and uh, Sobel have talked about for years. It's hard to bet on guys to win these big tournaments when chipping is such a major question mark. That's the thing with Morikawa. Putting is such a major question mark. I watched Hovland basically every shot the last two days. I, I thought I was very confident, especially coming Sunday, that he was going to get up and down on all these shots. And he consistently did. I mean, he used putting himself. Everything was seven, six feet and in. I mean, talking about tough chips, buried lies, uh, short-sighted, he, he was excellent. I mean, this guy, this guy's a young star. I, he's going to win a ton of tournaments. He already has you know, an incredible amount of scar tissue in a short period of time, yet where it's not, there's difference in scar tissue, right? There's one, hey, I'm in the final group, I shoot 77, I finish T18. It's like, well... I played really good for three days, and then I shit the bed on Sunday. That's not what's happening here. That is not what's happening here at all. I, I'm 25 years old. I'm in the final group with a guy with four majors. I ended up not winning, but shit, I shot 68, right? Bryson shot 70, Roy shot 69, Rowe shot 71. Fuck, I'm right there. So I, I'm buying a lot more Victor Hovland stock. I love watching him play that butter cut, watch him strike those irons. Makes a lot of putts, makes a ton of birdies. And if he's going to chip like that, he already was an ATM machine. Like, to me, he's a lot like Patrick Cantley. Like, every single week, bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. Now he's figured out the majors. He's nothing like Patrick Cantley. Like, he is way better. So, a uh, lot of respect for uh, for Victor Hovlin. Just awesome PGA championship led by Michael Block and Brooks Kepka. Okay. I will see everybody back on Tuesday with a football pod. Thanks to my guy Holst on the audio, my guy James on the video. And, uh, And, yeah, let's have a good week. Maybe get out there, play a little golf, enjoy your family, work hard, got to pay the bills. Talk to everyone soon. Adios. (laughs)